God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us again today. Here we are right out here in the middle of God's country here in Southeast Texas in Beaumont doing the will of God, showing up morning after morning. I'm so amazed. Not only are the folks here showing up, but you know, morning after morning, many of you watching, I mean, all the way around the world from, from Korea, uh, to, uh, to Iraq, all over the world, people are watching today. You know, even over in Eastern Europe, God bless you guys. And, uh, Japan, thank, just, just all over the world. And on top of that, we have people out in our parking lot listening this morning over, uh, over our little FM broadcast that goes out into our parking lot. Man, what a deal. God is building his church. Amen. And you know what God does? God prepares us before we need it. Now, evidently God is needing us to be a, to be a, 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 a beacon of success for others so that we can as well be a reservoir of telling others how in the world can they change? What do they need to do? What element perhaps is missing in their life? I'm so excited about what God is doing. We have been studying 30 steps to success, taking the life of Joseph, dividing Joseph's life into 30 different steps to see how God took him from where he was when he was just a little boy and God first visited him all the way to where God could use him at his greatest. And we believe that God wants us to be successful. God has a plan for our life. You know, his plans toward us, they are good plans to bring us an expected future. Now, some of the things that we've studied so far, as I'm the recap king, going to recap one more time. One of the reasons I recap, by the way, you know, it's, it's just like singing a song. How many times do you have to sing a song before that song becomes a song that you no longer have to read the words or you miss some of the words, you know? Well, it's just like that. How many times do you have to hear the steps to success? How many times do you need to go over these things before these things become something that you don't miss just because you didn't remember it? You know, it's just like our, our, our plan. We have a plan whereby we, we witness and we lead people to the Lord. And if you can rehearse that and remember that, in fact, we put some, some memory steps to it so that people can remember even in the crunch of life, even in, in, in the pressure of the moment, they can remember what is the next thing they're supposed to say, the next scripture they're supposed to give, the next, next question they're supposed to ask. And basically it leads us to the place where we can close on salvation, where people will say yes to Jesus, given the right opportunity, being ripened by God, they will fall off into your hand. That's a process. God gives us a process. Now we're adding these elements to our lives. We have studied so far dreaming, how important it is to imagine all that God would want for your life. Just to let God inspire you. The Bible says the entrance of his word gives light. It adds inspiration to the soul. God desires to inspire us and shine a light. In fact, the Bible says that the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. That basically is an illumination of where God wants us to walk, where God wants us to go. It illuminates the path. It causes us to know that we should go this direction. This is what God, God wants you to be, you know, uh, uh, peaceful and not angry all the time. He, God, God wants you to love your enemies, those types of things. The word of God shines a light on our path and that path leads to success. And if you'll walk the path of God's word, then you will become successful because God has predicted that you are going to come into the image of his dear son. That's success. It's more than just a worldly success. It is actually the the achievement of destiny, what God has purposed for you. And the greatest purpose of your life is the will of God. We've talked about allowing God to give us a dream, to envision us, to ask God, God, show me what it is, Lord, you have for my life. 
What do I need to change? What could my life look like? What could my family, what could my finances, what could my future look like, Lord? And then it's, it's necessary that we begin to meditate on, on the dream that God gives us. You know, meditation is, is, is such a, a powerful art, such a powerful opportunity. The Bible says, in fact, in Joshua, the first chapter, in verse number 8, God had told Joshua, here's what I want for you, Joshua. This is my dream for you. Now, you've been following Moses around, and you've been in the background. You've been carrying his staff, and you've been, you've been his errand boy for a long time. But now Moses, my servant, is dead. And after Moses was dead, God spoke to Joshua and said, Joshua, this is my dream for you. You're going to lead the children of Israel where Moses could not lead them. You're going to take them into the promised land. You're going, and every place on which the sole of your foot will tread upon, I'm going to give you that foreign inheritance and your enemies are going to run from you you're going to be successful joshua you're going to be prosperous only you must be bold you must be courageous you must not be afraid you must not be depressed and discouraged when things happen that you can't explain now joshua's listening to this my goodness god has just given him a dream a vision a purpose God's given him a destiny. God's revealed to him what God's hope is for Joshua. And going along with that, this is what God continues to tell Joshua. He says, Joshua, but you must, you shall meditate in this book of the law, in this which Moses has given so that it might be a lamp unto your feet and a light to your path. So you'll know what to do. Not just know where you're going, but it'll give you a roadmap of how to get there. You ponder this. You meditate in this book of the law day and night. Do not let it depart out of your mouth. Keep it in the midst of your heart. You just keep on considering, keep on meditating on it. For if you do this, then you can observe to do everything that the roadmap says do. You, you, will, you will be able to accomplish what my word says accomplish if you meditate in it day and night. It will begin to lead you and guide you. It will speak to you and give you decisions and directions if you will just meditate in it. And then God said this as he added the cap to that, to that, to that statement in Joshua 1.8. If you will do these things, if you'll meditate, if you'll do these things, you will be prosperous and you will have good success. Meditation. I cannot emphasize enough that you need to get a dream from God and then you need to ponder that. You need to allow God to build in you his dream for your life. And then when that light shines on the next step, it's necessary that you pursue, that you, that you engage, that you take that step. And that first step comes, it came for God with declaration. It came for Joshua with declaration. Joshua stood up and God said, Joshua, say this to the people. Joshua stood up and made a declaration to the people and said, prepare, for in three days we're going over. I mean, he, he, he confessed, in three days we are going to go over this Jordan and we're going to possess the land. He made his declaration. And then step by step by step, for the next several years, they continued to prove themselves with the elements of success in their life, doing what God had called them to do, enduring, be faithful, all those things that we talked about. They, 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 just, they made relationships. What was one of the relationships? Rahab the harlot. They made a relationship with Rahab. Rahab, you know, helped them. You know, they presented themselves to Rahab. Rahab 
helped them, opened a door for them. Isn't that amazing? Rahab made a relationship with them. And later on, you know, Rahab is one of the grandmothers, great-grandmothers of Jesus. Why? Because of how she presented herself and because of the relationship she made and because of her her, her risk-taking and because of all of the other elements that we have and will talk about in in this pursuit of the success that God has for us. We talked about, you know, uh, participation, how important it is to participate. That Rahab didn't get up that morning, you know, when, when, when they were going to uh, come marching around Jericho, that, that, that she didn't get up that morning and decide that, oh, well, I don't want to participate today, you know. No. Listen, these elements can be found over and over, not just in the life of Joseph, not just in Genesis with God, not just in the life of Jesus, but also all through those whom God called and gave them a purpose and a destiny. He, he did the same thing, gave them influence. They had, uh, um, you know, they had been given a plan by, by God, a plan. That's what we talked about yesterday, a plan. Not just a description of how God did it for someone else, but a prescription of how he wants to do it for you. Do you know that, that two people can have relatively the same situation of life and they could go uh, to, to, to the doctor and the doctor could give them two different regimens of, 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 of uh, um, pursuit of health. They could, to one of them, they could give them this type of medicine. To another, this type of medicine. Okay? Accomplishing the healing in their life. But the medicine that he gave one of them, if the other one took it, it could kill them. Such is the case with penicillin. You know, you have, you have an infection. You go to the doctor. One person gets penicillin. The other person, if they're given penicillin, they die. Why? Because... There's a difference between a description of what helps other people and a prescription of what helps you. You need a prescription, a plan from God. You you can't just take somebody else's decisions and use them for your own. You can certainly take the fruit of the Spirit and the elements of success and then allow God to give you a plan for your own life. You deserve a prescription from God or your own situation. It's going to be made from the same elements. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be made out of the same uh, uh, few elements that God has. It's going to be made out of, out of presentation and out of dreams and out of meditation. But, but he's going to mix it together. And he's going to give you a prescription of how you can plan. Today, our, our uh, uh, new element, our new word today is very, very simple. It's work. Yesterday it was plan the work. Today it's work the plan, okay? Work the plan. Work the plan of God for your life. Work the plan. Imagine what Rahab, um, she, would have, she and her family would not have been uh, uh, preserved if she had not worked the plan. You remember? They put a plan together. Here's what you do. You, you, you hang this red thing out your window, okay? And if she had got up and wouldn't have done that, if she hadn't worked the plan, she would have been destroyed. She would not have been successful. She would not have arrived at what was potentially her greatest day. Work the plan. We run the race. We finish the course. We don't just know the course. We run the course. We work the plan. Staying on the road that God has put us on because God has a plan for our life. And it's God's plan to prosper us. But we've got to work the plan. Work the plan of God. Sticking to the plan. Keeping the main thing the main thing. Making sure that we don't get detoured. You know, without work, our plans are nothing more than just good intentions. Many people sit around and they really have a dream and they meditate on it and, and, and they understand what could be. 
but they never actually do anything about it. Working the plan. You see, because anything worth having is worth working for. And the Bible says that if a man doesn't work, neither should he eat. You're not going to eat. You're not going to produce. You're not going to achieve. You're not going to get where you're going if you don't get up and get going. That's just the way it works. In Genesis, the 41st chapter, verse 49, the Bible says, Joseph gathered corn. Now, listen, we just read yesterday where he planned. This is the plan. We're going to gather in a bunch, okay? He told, he told the Pharaoh, this is what we'll do. We'll gather in a bunch of first seven years, and the second seven years, you know, we'll have it to distribute. So now we see that he's actually doing it, okay? And this is what the Bible's saying today. Well, you know the plan that Joseph had? He did it. He did it. How many times do you despair with people bringing you plan after plan after plan after plan after plan, and they never do anything? They never stay the course. They never work the plan. Oh, listen, some of the greatest dreamers in the world are some of the greatest failures in the world. They just don't do anything with their dreams. They don't stick the course out. They don't endure And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. (laughs) Wow. You know, if we expect the Lord to bless what we put our hands to, then we've got to put our hands to something. We've got to. I cannot stress enough the importance of having the plan of God for your life, but also working the plan. Working the plan. Doing something. I believe that many people miss the greatest day opportunities of their life simply because they don't do what they know they ought to do. Let me, let me give you a little, a little encouragement. Imagine yourself sitting in a chair and other people coming in front of you and asking you what to do about their life, about their situation. And just imagine one day that someone comes and sits down in front of you and they describe your life to you. They tell you basically their life is exactly what you're going through. It could be what you're going through financially. It could be what you're going through at your job. It could be what you're going through, you know, uh, in, in your family. They're just going through something that you're going through. Imagine what you would tell them. What would you tell someone just like you? Now, not what would you tell yourself? Because we often judge ourselves by our intentions, and we judge other people by what they do, okay? You know that, don't you? We judge other people by what they do. We judge ourselves by our intentions, all right? That's like other people's stuff is junk, and your stuff is stuff. You know, would would you move your junk so I can put my stuff there? You know, uh, it's, it's just the way we view life. Other people... Imagine them in your similar situation. What would you tell them? Because you're going to judge them by what they do, not what they intend to do. What counsel would you give someone else in your situation? Not yourself. Someone else in your situation. What would you tell them? Oh, that you may tell yourself. But how would you judge them if they didn't do it? The Bible says, With the same judgment that we judge others, we shall be judged with. You know what you think about other people who don't do anything about what they know to do? You know what you think about them? The Bible says, to him who knows to do good and doesn't do it, it's sin. Sin. It's sin. To know to do it, not to do it, is sin. You ready to make our Bible confession? Working the plan. Work 
the plan. Work the plan. Let's make this Bible confession together. Ready? Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The Word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with His thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. Today, I encourage you to do something about what you know you need to do. If there's an area of your life that needs changing, God will give you a plan. That's probably not the problem. You probably already know what to do because God's speaking and working it in you all the time. But you know, you may just need to get up and get on that treadmill. Hello? You may just need to say no to that extra milkshake. You know, you may need to not buy that over QVC today. Okay? You may need to avoid garage sales. It, that's reality. There is a prescription for your success. But it will not happen unless you do something about it. Unless you work the plan. God will inspire you. He'll give you steps. He'll order them and lay them out. Enough of them so that you can get started. Like turning your headlights on in your car. It'll shine far enough for you to drive. But it won't shine any farther until you drive that far. You don't have to know the whole thing. But work the steps that you know. Do what your hand finds to do. And do it with all your might. Be consistent. Endure. All of these things that we have been talking about are steps and elements that bring you down the road and give you decisions to make and attitudes to have and perspectives so that you can achieve your greatest day. Success is not only predictable, it's achievable, but you'll have to work to get it done. Ponder the path of your feet, the Bible says in Proverbs 4.26, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. What he's talking about? Don't get off the road. Don't turn to the right or the left. Work the plan. Stick to the plan. God bless you.